Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Thursday, May 25th, 2023. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, the whole Twitter space presidential announce did not go so well. Microsoft says Chinese hackers have burrowed into critical U.S. infrastructure. Sony has a handheld gaming device, but not a true descendant of the PlayStation Vita. Has AI allowed a paralyzed man to walk again? And the world's newest unicorn is maybe the most delightful, interesting rays of the year. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. You might have heard about this, or even listened to it as I did, but Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign announce on Twitter spaces yesterday suffered from crashes, feedback glitches, and audio failures. It wasn't flawlessly executed, shall we say, quoting CNBC. Servers are straining somewhat, Elon Musk, Twitter's owner, was heard saying on the app's live audio stream, where he and DeSantis were supposed to have a conversation that included the governor's first verbal announcement of his White House bid. Musk's comment came in between crashes, feedback glitches, and audio failures that prevented the conversation on Twitter's Spaces feature from beginning for around 25 minutes past its scheduled 6 p.m. Eastern Time start time. Musk and investor David Sachs, an ally of both men, started a new Twitter Spaces webcast after the original one failed. But technical issues popped up in that stream, too, including in the middle of DeSantis's remarks. DeSantis had filed federal paperwork earlier in the day, putting him officially in the running for the Republican presidential nomination. His campaign has also released a video in which DeSantis says, I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. But DeSantis's unorthodox decision to make a major announcement on an audio-only Twitter tool had drawn the most attention. The aborted first Spaces event listed more than half a million listeners before it was abandoned completely. When he was eventually able to speak without interruption, DeSantis began by echoing some of the remarks he made in the pre-recorded video his campaign had released shortly beforehand. A DeSantis campaign official tried to spin the sputtering event into a positive, telling NBC News, Governor DeSantis broke the internet. That should tell you everything you need to know about the strength of his candidacy. But DeSantis's critics and his top political opponents pounced on the glitch fest. Former President Trump wrote on Truth Social, his own Twitter-like social platform, end quote. Microsoft says Chinese state-sponsored hackers compromise, quote, critical infrastructure organizations across U.S. industries with a focus on gathering intelligence, quoting CNBC. The Chinese hacking group codenamed Volt Typhoon has operated since mid-2021, Microsoft said in an advisory. The organization is apparently working to disrupt, quote, critical communications infrastructure between the United States and Asia, Microsoft said, to stymie efforts during, quote, future crises. The National Security Agency put out a bulletin Wednesday detailing how the hack works and how cybersecurity teams should respond. The attack is apparently ongoing. In the advisory, Microsoft urged impacted customers to close or change credentials for all compromised accounts. U.S. intelligence agencies became aware of the incursion in February, around the same time that a Chinese spy balloon was downed, the New York Times reported. Volt Typhoon is able to infiltrate organizations using an unnamed vulnerability in a popular cybersecurity suite called FortiGuard, Microsoft said. Once the hacking group has gained access to a corporate system, it steals user credentials from the security suite and uses them to try to gain access to other corporate systems. The state-sponsored hackers aren't looking to create disruptions yet, Microsoft said. Rather, the threat actors intend to perform espionage and maintain access without being detected for as long as possible. Infrastructure in nearly every critical sector has been impacted, Microsoft said, including the communications, transport, and maritime industries. Government organizations were also targeted, end quote. More on that Guam angle, though. In the New York Times reporting on this, quote, 
In this case, it was the focus on Guam that particularly seized the attention of officials who are assessing China's capabilities and its willingness to attack or choke off Taiwan. Chinese President Xi has ordered the People's Liberation Army to be capable of taking the island by 2027, but the CIA director William J. Burns has noted to Congress that the order does not mean he has decided to conduct an invasion, end quote. In the dozens of U.S. tabletop exercises conducted in recent years to map out what such an attack might look like, one of China's first anticipated moves would be to cut off American communications and slow the United States' ability to respond. So the exercises envision attacks on satellite and ground communications, especially around American installations where military assets would be mobilized. None is bigger than Guam, where Anderson Air Force Base would be the launching point for many of the Air Force missions to help defend the island, and a Navy port is crucial for American submarines. End quote. Sam Altman says he has many concerns about the EU's proposed AI Act, and he would, of course. He also said that OpenAI will try to comply, but if we can't comply, we will cease operating. End quote. Quoting from the Financial Times. The EU's AI Act was initially designed to deal with specific high-risk uses of artificial intelligence, such as its use in regulated products such as medical equipment, or when companies use it in important decisions, including granting loans and making hiring decisions. However, the sensation caused by the launch of ChatGPT late last year has caused a rethink, with the European Parliament this month setting out extra rules for widely used systems that have general applications beyond the cases previously targeted. The proposal still needs to be negotiated with member states and the European Commission before the law comes into force in 2025. The latest plan would require makers of foundation models, the large systems that stand behind services such as ChatGPT, to identify and try to reduce risks that their technology could pose in a wide range of settings. The new requirement would make the companies that develop the models, including OpenAI and Google, partly responsible for how their systems are used, even if they have no control over the particular applications the technology has been embedded in. The latest rules would also force tech companies to publish summaries of copyrighted data that has been used to train their AI models, opening the way for artists and others to try to claim compensation for the use of their material." End quote. Altman and Google's Sundar Pichai have been making the rounds at World Capitals recently, trying to get ahead of any AI regulatory push. Altman has been in 17 cities, ranging from Paris and Warsaw to Lagos. Meanwhile, Tools for Humanity, that other startup co-founded by Altman to build WorldCoin, raised a $115 million Series C round led by Blockchain Capital, aiming, as ever, to scan eyeballs to create IDs for everyone in the world. So maybe he was talking to governments about that as well. Sony has announced Project Q, a handheld device with an 8-inch screen for streaming games from a PlayStation 5 via remote play over Wi-Fi. So this is not an entirely new handheld system like the PlayStation Vita, and it's going to launch sometime later this year, quoting The Verge. Internally known as Project Q, it has an 8-inch HD screen and all of the buttons and features of the DualSense wireless controller. More specifically, it'll have an LCD screen running games at up to 1080p and 60 frames per second over Wi-Fi, according to a Sony press release, and will feature both the adaptive triggers and haptive feedback of the DualSense. The Q handheld is set to launch later this year, though Sony didn't exactly say when or how much the new device might cost. According to the fine print, 
at the bottom of Sony's presentation, games you play on the queue must be installed on a PlayStation 5 console itself. It's apparently designed as a companion for your own PS5, not something that would play games natively like a Steam Deck or a phone or even stream them from the cloud. However, Sony is one of the foremost companies with a cloud gaming service, one it currently seems to be overhauling based on the many job postings we dug up, so it's possible that the queue adds cloud gaming at a later date. It would seem weird to omit services that make Sony more money. Sony's brief tease didn't address whether you'd be able to use the queue to stream games outside of your house. Sony Remote Play does currently support connections over cellular, though you might need to tether it to a phone or hotspot since Sony has only mentioned Wi-Fi. If you want to try Remote Play to stream games from your PS5, you don't need to wait for Sony's handheld. Most any iPhone, Android phone, Windows, or Mac can do it, and there's even a Linux app you can load onto the Steam Deck called Chiaki, end quote. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ka-ching. As you know, I still run the first company I ever founded 25 years ago entirely on Shopify these days. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow the whole way. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is that you can take any business to the next level, even 25-year-old ones, but especially 25-day-old ones. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ride, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash ride now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ride. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? That's easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. I use this, and you should too. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So, get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Mark Gurman is reporting that Apple plans to unveil a smart home display-like iOS mode, a special new mode that will show notifications, appointments, the weather, and more when an iPhone is locked in landscape mode. Quoting Bloomberg, The view will appear when an iPhone is locked and positioned horizontally operating similarly to dedicated displays offered by Alphabet's Google and Amazon, according to people familiar with the project. 
The idea is to make iPhones more useful when they're, for example, lying on a person's desk or nightstand. The move is part of a broader push to embed live information in more parts of the company's software, an approach that also includes the Apple Watch's interface. The new view is one of several changes planned for iOS 17 codenamed Dawn, which will be released to consumers later in 2023. Apple plans to unveil the software alongside its Mixed Reality headset at the Worldwide Developers Conference on June 5th. The Apple feature will use a dark background with bright text to make it easier to read, according to the people who asked not to be identified because the work isn't yet public. It will build on the company's launch of lock screen widgets last year as part of iOS 16, which lets users see small snippets of information like stock tickers, news, and temperature below the time on their screen vertically. The Cupertino, California-based company is also working on a new horizontal interface for the iPad, but it's been slower to make major changes to that device. The new iPhone lock screen from iOS 16 isn't yet available on iPads, and home screen widgets that were launched on iOS 14 didn't arrive on the tablet until iPadOS 15. Apple is exploring other ways to turn its devices into smart home displays. That includes developing a low-cost tablet device that can magnetically attach to walls and stands, though the effort has been going slowly. That device could ultimately serve as Apple's entry into smart home displays. It's designed to control things like thermostats and lights, show video, and handle FaceTime chats, end quote. A patient who was paralyzed from the waist down was able to walk naturally again thanks to brain and spine implants using an AI thought decoder. Quoting the New York Times, Gertjan Oskam was living in China in 2011 when he was in a motorcycle accident that left him paralyzed from the hips down. Now, with a combination of devices, scientists have given him control over his lower body again. For 12 years, I've been trying to get back my feet, Mr. Oskam said in a press briefing on Tuesday. Now I have learned how to walk normal, natural, end quote. In a study published on Wednesday in the journal Nature, researchers in Switzerland described implants that provided a digital bridge between Mr. Oscom's brain and his spinal cord bypassing injured sections. The discovery allowed Mr. Oscom, 40, to stand, walk, and ascend a steep ramp with only the assistance of a walker. More than a year after the implant was inserted, he has retained these abilities and has actually showed signs of neurological recovery, walking with crutches even when the implant was switched off. We've captured the thoughts of Gertjan and translated these thoughts into a stimulation of the spinal cord to reestablish voluntary movement. Gregory Cotin, a spinal cord specialist at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology, Lucerne, who helped lead the research set at the press briefing. Jocelyn Block, a neuroscientist at the University of Lucerne, who placed the implant in Mr. Oscom, added, quote, It was quite science fiction in the beginning for me, but it became true today. There have been a number of advances in technological spinal cord injury treatment in recent decades. In 2016, a group of scientists led by Dr. Cortine was able to restore the ability to walk and paralyze monkeys, and another helped a man regain control of his crippled hand. In 2018, a different group of scientists, also led by Dr. Cortine, devised a way to stimulate the brain with electrical pulse generators, allowing partially paralyzed people to walk and ride bicycles again. Last year, more advanced brain stimulation procedures allowed paralyzed subjects to swim, walk, and cycle within a single day of treatment. Mr. Oscom had undergone stimulation procedures in previous years and had even regained some ability to walk, but eventually his improvement plateaued. At the press briefing, Mr. Oscom said that these stimulation technologies had left him feeling that there was something foreign about the locomotion, an alien distance between his mind and body. The new interface changed this, he said. The stimulation before was controlling me. Now I'm controlling the stimulation. 
In the new study, the brain-spine interface, as the researchers called it, took advantage of an artificial intelligence thought decoder to read Mr. Oscom's intentions, detectable as electrical signals in his brain, and match them to muscle movements. The etiology of natural movement from thought to intention to action was preserved. The only addition, as Dr. Cortine described it, was the digital bridge spanning the injured parts of the spine. Andrew Jackson, a neuroscientist at Newcastle University who was not involved in the study, said, quote, It raises interesting questions about autonomy and the source of commands. You're continuing to blur the philosophical boundary between what's the brain and what's the technology, end quote. Dr. Jackson added that scientists in the field had been theorizing about connecting the brain to spinal cord stimulations for decades, but that this represented the first time they had achieved such success in a human patient. It's easy to say it's much more difficult to do, he said. To achieve this result, the researchers first implanted electrodes into Mr. Oscom's skull and spine. The team then used a machine learning program to observe which parts of the brain lit up as he tried to move different parts of his body. This thought decoder was able to match the activity of certain electrodes with particular intentions. One configuration lit up whenever Mr. Oscom tried to move his ankles, another when he tried to move his hips. Then the researchers used another algorithm to connect the brain implant to the spinal implant, which was set to send electrical signals to different parts of his body, sparking movement. The algorithm was able to account for slight variations in the direction and speed of each muscle contraction and relaxation. And because the signals between the brain and spine were sent every 300 milliseconds, Mr. Oscom could quickly adjust his strategy based on what was working and what wasn't. Within the first treatment session, he could twist his hip muscles. Over the next few months, the researchers fine-tuned the brain-spine interface to better fit basic actions like walking and standing. Mr. Oscom gained a somewhat healthy-looking gait and was able to traverse steps and ramps with relative ease even after months without treatment. Moreover, after a year in treatment, he began noticing clear improvements in his movement without the aid of the brain-spine interface. The researchers documented these improvements in weight-bearing, balancing, and walking tests. Now Mr. Oscom can walk in a limited way around his house, get in and out of a car, and stand at a bar for a drink. For the first time, he said, he feels like he is the one in control, end quote. Finally today, I wanted to note this because unicorn announces are so rare these days, and this one is especially fun. What if I told you the latest unicorn in the world with a newly minted $1.3 billion valuation was called eFishery? What do you think they do? Well, they're based out of Indonesia, and they do kind of what the name implies. They provide software and financing to fish farmers. Yes, fish farmers. Quoting Tech in Asia. Founded in 2013 in the city of Bandung, the startup entered the market with an Internet of Things device called eFishery Feeder, which enables automated feeding in fish and shrimp farms. Other revenue sources include eFishery Mall, a marketplace for selling fish and shrimp feed, eFishery Fresh, a platform that sells fresh fish and shrimp to B2B customers, and Kabayan, a pay-later program for fish farmers. In a previous exclusive interview with Tech in Asia, eFishery co-founder and CEO Jibran Huzafia said the company aims to have 1 million fish farmers as members of its digital cooperative by 2025. eFishery has raised $108 million in Series D funding, pushing its post-money valuation to $1.3 billion, according to VentureCap Insights, which tracks regulatory filings. The latest round is led by 42X Fund, and it saw participation from existing investors Northstar Group and SoftBank Vision Fund 2. eFishery last raised $90 million in a Series C funding round in January 2022, end quote. 
wake up and grind, wake up and grind. No times for no sleep, gotta wake up and grind. Seven days of the week, boy, I wake up and grind. Till my bank is obese, I'm gonna wake up and grind. Yes, these lyrics are a Zelda reference. I finally got that Purapad thing enabled, so back underground I go to harvest muddle buds and bomb flowers. Only problem is I'm also out of arrows and you can't really harvest those. So I gotta hunt other things to sell so I can get rupees to buy the arrows to put the muddle buds and bomb flowers on. The grind is real in Hyrule, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow.